Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of Temple of Who Podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Maples, a.k.a. J. Mapes, here as always with the bro Kings. Kings, what's going on? Yeah, it's doing good, bro. You know, living good, all that. You already know. Yeah, you know, the the the, the Wiggins agenda is thriving, so I know you're ready. Business is booming. Business is booming. The brand is healthy, as they say. Um, let's hop right into it. Warriors take a commanding 3-0 lead over the Mavs. With a 109-100 victory, Steph came out with murder on his mind, 31-11. Wiggins' playoff career high, 27-11. Clay, not efficient, but did finish with 19-7. and um, I got to go. I'm going to let you get your Wiggins, your Wiggins uh, ran off. But I yes, got to ask, are you a little surprised the Mavericks haven't put up a better fight this series? Because even this game three, you didn't sense the desperation or urgency being down 2-0. The Warriors jumped on them early. They made one little run to get the lead, and then the third quarter came, and everything was just swimming upstream from there. Are you a little surprised the Mavericks didn't put up a better fight this series or haven't yet? It's 3-0. Uh, I mean, game two was the one for them to, to finish off. Um, shot well. Brunson gave them 30. Game two was the one that they needed to close. I had I had this series going seven. So same, same, I would same. say – I, I want to say I'm shocked, but honestly, at the same time, I'm not. Because when I when you sit down and think about it, like people, you know, are, they want they're ready to anoint Luca, and he he's gonna be up next for sure. But uh, yeah, I remember what does he do that the Warriors have not seen yet? I mean, they've gone; these guys have gone to war with LeBron James at his peak. They've gone to war with Harden at his peak. Like they know they've seen the best of the uh pay, of the slow the pace heliocentric ball. They've seen the best of that already. Now these guys are well equipped to defend that schematically, and the and their vets are well equipped to defend that from a on the court standpoint. And if you look at a team like the Mavs, really um, defensively, they can't get they can't get the stops like the Rockets were getting. They can't get yeah. the stops like the Cavs were able to get because you know even though Harden wasn't a, a defensive anchor per se or something like that, he could he could sit, sit down the post. You have Ariza, you have uh, all the other us. Uh, switchable fours capella was pretty solid on switching and then pj tucker obviously and then their small ball uh, scheme and their three and d players and then you go to the Cavs. i mean who else you had you had you know lebron james anchoring the defensive unit jared they got jared to sit they got shumpert to get effort they got tt he when he was still switching and uh attacking the glass so it's it's different because you know those teams were more well put together overall and, and on both ends than this Mavericks team. I mean, this Mavericks team has played great team defense, but you kind of saw what happens when you lack that rim protection, that ability to be able to get uh, to bother guys uh, at the rim. Because that's what got Golden State in the game last game, game two. They just, they you know, they stopped hunting the threes. They started attacking for layups, and they yeah. couldn't stop the layups. Even in this force, you saw it with Curry, you know, 
gang easy layups, gang dribble penetration. You saw Riggins attacking the rim. You know what I mean? It's just it's hard for the match because they want to play small, but the Warriors play small better. Like that's just the bottom line. So it's it's gotten to this bad matchup situation. And you know, when you got when you get into a bad matchup situation with the Warriors, they don't man, it, 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 you not you're not winning that one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're not gonna get any type of easy wins because they just can't out small ball the Warriors. You have to have some type of advantage that you can uh from a roster standpoint, from a live standpoint that you can exploit consistently and uh the Mavs right now don't have that. So, um, and then to speak on Wiggins, man, I don't know what happened. I don't know who who got him to play like this. I don't know if it was Clark on the on the Grizzlies. Salute to you for waking my boy up. But boy, he <laughs> has been bringing it on both ends, competing on both ends, showing emotion, showing passion, displaying his athleticism. Just not enough to say for this guy. I did say anyone but the Warriors before this series. I have completely flipped. It's like I said, Mar and Mar and uh, and our boy JT Space. I said, if the if Warriors win the chip, I'm okay with it as long as Andrew Wiggins is a champion. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I got to give it to Wiggins. Like just piggybacking on what you just said, just a, a special turnaround. Because I promise, I'm watching Minnesota games back then. It just looked like at times he was just not interested in the game. So to see him with the full turnaround. I gotta, I gotta give him his respect. On the other part of it, I'm disappointed in Dallas. I just, when you depend that heavily on threes, I'm just not, you know, they have too much time for that. They got three guys off the dribble who can go get to the money. Um, they got Dinwiddie who can get to the money. They got Brunson who can get to the money, and of course a superstar in Luca. Mm-hmm. So. When you take 75 shots and 45 of them are threes, there's just no diversity in your offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were 17 for 30 from two and 13 for 45 from three. They just they got to attack the basket. They have it this series. It's everything. They're driving with the intent to get guys three-pointers. That's just very, very frustrating to watch. Um, and the other thing I noticed is the Warriors' second – this playoff run, their second half scoring – is the highest it's ever been in the NBA in 55 years. They're averaging 61 points per second half in the playoffs. Highest yeah. since highest in 55 years. What they do at halftime, they get going to another gear, and whoever they see in the finals, barring a historic collapse, of course, I, I doubt we'll see it. They're going to have to be prepared in the third quarter to match the Warriors' energy. They come out a different team at halftime. So... You know, I've come out mostly disappointed in Dallas. I didn't expect Dallas to win the series, so I'm not like it's not like I'm just you know, man, why I do this? But I didn't expect them to put up more of a fight, you know. And as far as the Luca thing goes, you can read me his stat sheet: forty and eleven. I, I know what I saw out there tonight. It, it was not great. Uh, the decision making, he's usually a top tier decision maker. Uh, that was not there. The uh, a lot of foul bait that wasn't being rewarded and it was affecting him getting back on defense on the other end, affecting his general approach to the game. In my opinion, from my eyes, it just wasn't great to me. And then defensively, it's just been a, a just real bad all series. You know what I mean? So if you say all that, he still have 40 because he's that talented. Yep, you just, exactly. just want to see, you know, see some things get shored up. He's got to become at least a passable defender because it's just, it's just not good. 
it's not good. It's not good. Um, man, I'm just I'm disappointed. I thought they'd be, and even like you said it, like they the game two was the game, but they did all that. Went up twenty two and still ended up losing by nine. So after they went up twenty two, they lost the game by thirty. So they haven't been competitive <laughs> in this series, which is the frustrating part. I mean, I hate to be this guy, but dude, I mean, Jokic got one. I, I tweeted that people you know, saying he was he was he was down three oh two. I'm like, but that's our point though. He was yeah. he got one, so we better see. We better yeah, see so one, man. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I think this series is effectively over. I don't see them beating that team four times in a row, save something miraculous happen. Um, yeah, man, but I'll say this. All things considered, I think Dallas, you know, after a rough start, their last 47 games, they said they went 35 and 12, ended up being a top five defensive team altogether. But I think, you know, me and you both spoken on this, people we've had on, playoff basketball is just real different. Sir, man. The people they hunt matchups, the style of the game slows down a bit, everything changes. So offensively and defensively, you got to come different in the playoffs, or, or you just lose. And I think I'll say this the Warriors, the, the dynasty that they have, I think the biggest compliment I give to them is their, their versatility. Yeah. You know, big, small guys playing above their pay range. Just Wiggins and Looney have allowed them to play small. And nobody's been able to punch them on the glass. Mm-mm. And I think that's been the key. You know, they've kept it even kill, and they've been fashioning everybody to every every loose ball, every rebound. And I think that's changed the series. You know, it's it's funny with the – you know, Philly's known for trust the process, and it kind of sucks that they didn't actually let Hinky complete his process. Like he could have done some things too. But the Warriors kind of have their process. Uh, when they hit that – when they, when, Clary, when KD left, when Clay got hurt, Curry got hurt, and uh, they they made some moves that people were questioning. They did some things that people were questioning. They saw the long-term vision. You know what I mean? They saw what was to happen going forward. I mean, even if you think about it, right, what, what people talk about what 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 uh, issue they're missing, right? They don't have a big, right? What happens if, if Wiseman gets right now? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> what happens if Wiseman get right? You know what I mean? They have thought so well into the future and have put pieces in place for them to correct any, any type of issues they have going forward. I mean, you talk about Dre falling off and they lose Dre. Well, you got Kaminga ready to go. You know what I mean? You talk about you need more bench shooting. You got Moody ready to go. You got Poole ready to be that second guy to take it, big uh, pressure off crazy ages. You know what I mean? You know, you can move. Wiggins has played so well. You can move him next season or you can use him to help you keep that run going. You know, you now you have versatility there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, they've just done an excellent job with their process. Um, Shout out Coach Rich. He told people to believe and trust the offer office. He is, he has uh, won, he is winning this season. I know people like to think that Coach Rich just be talking. No, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Rich is winning this season. His teams <laughs> are, in fact, being successful this season. And, uh, man, the Warriors are on their way, man. It's just, they win a chip. Oh, hell, break loose. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to – they just – it's, it's kind of like what the Spurs had in mind if Kawhi didn't leave. Yep. Like he was their bridge, and now they got all these young guys around. They're missing like the guy, you know. They'd have Kawhi with Dejounte, you know what I mean? Just and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, I still, still got to complete it, obviously. But I think, you know, that's what they wanted. They wanted contention and to maintain their youth and flexibility, and uh, they've done that. So I'm interested to see how they look in the future, man. It'll, it'll be real, real interesting to see how that goes. Uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. A little bit of a surprise, in my opinion, at least. The Miami Heat go into Boston and get home court back. 109-103 victory. Heat come out scorching hot from three, knocking everything down. Uh, Bam set the tone early, finished with 15-22 shooting, 31-10-6. Definitely took advantage of no Robert Williams, who had been really making it tough for him the first couple games. Um, the Boston side, probably Tatum's worst game of the playoffs, three for 14, 41 points, six turnovers on top of that. Um, just real rough, real odd game for Boston. I think they are susceptible to these games offensively. Uh, what made me kind of raise my eyebrow was defensively. That was probably the worst half of defense or worst quarter and a half of defense I've seen them play this season. Guys getting lost, wide open threes. We both said before, we both noted before the series, Miami is the best three-point shooting team in basketball coming into the playoffs. They hadn't been that in the play, had, coming into the playoffs. They hadn't been that all playoffs, and it just kind of uh, it showed itself early. But um, your thoughts to me about this game, man? What did you see out there? Saw Coach Bo Masterclass, man. <laughs> best coach in the NBA. That is him. That is him, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we talked about. Talk about the type of sets he runs, the type of rotations he has. It don't matter who, who, how much you getting paid. doesn't matter what your name is, man. He's going to put whoever works. Gabe Vincent, step right in. I was watching Struess in the Summer League live. I remember, Vegas. yeah. They're saying that, oh, this guy nice. You know, but there's no way he's going to get PT, but I like his game. And I look at him, he balling in the Eastern Conference Finals. Come on. 34 minutes. 34 minutes. 34 minutes. Coach Bo, if for Coach Bo, if you can ball, you playing. Like, it's that simple. He, he has a scheme. You know, he has sets that he wants to run. He has defense that needs to be played. He expects you to be able to do all of that. If you can't do it, Tyler Hero, or if you're having a bad, you know, if you're having a bad game, you're not playing up to par, you're Duncan Robinson who can't be effective in his, in his mind, you're not going to see the floor because guess what? They want to win, and they win games. <laughs> they win games because what he does works. It's effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the second half, what impressed me, no Jimmy Butler. I mean, the seeds were pressing. It was, it was eight on five. Let's call it for what it, it was eight on five. Bro. That was a nasty. Nice, I was about to ask you. That, that it was for real. eight on five, bro. And, and it was so bad. Even the Celtics fans were like, some Celtics fans were kind of like, yeah, you know. The rest, look, they were trying to help us out. It, it was bad. And, and the fact that the Heat were still able to win, hold their poise, win. I mean, my Niger boy, Depot, bro. Shout out to him, bro. He is, he is clamping. I mean, it's weird because his offense isn't really there, but his, his, his tenacity, his, uh, Physical aggression on defense is, is like it's almost like it was when he was at his peak. I mean, he is clamping right now, and uh, boy, it's a, it's infectious. And then you had Kyle Lowry come back. All he does is make winning plays. I, yeah, and the game it's not pretty. It's annoying, but he makes winning plays, bro. Like he just makes winning plays. Yeah, he gave he gave him twenty nine twenty nine gutsy minutes, only four for them, but he's a plus ten defensively. <laughs> Plays great defense, got four steals. Man. Six assists, they're plus 10, gives him another, you know, even at his 
increased weight does look a little heavy. You got to he does yeah, look he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> even at that still a decent shot creator. Uh, but to me, this was about they got a really to me really gutsy game from PJ Tucker. Oh, uh, seventeen and seven. He was huge, but Bam. I think Bam set the tone early. He was coming out aggressive. Uh, I think you know Spo definitely saw. No Robert Williams. We got to go and get to Bam early when he's aggressive. Aggressive Bam is so much of a better player than when he's passive and trying to be, you know, a, a facilitator. Go score, man. You got the talent. Um, but here's where I am. So they said Jimmy's injury is, is not serious. Um, Miami's up 2-1, but I, I still got Boston winning this series. And they go seven now instead of six. I still got I still got Boston winning winning this series. Um I just don't think Miami can score enough. I mean, they got up real big and just were holding on for dear life. But they, I mean they got it done. And I'll say this to add on to what you said about Spolstra. Tyler Hero, six man a year, lead score, not effective. Spolstra says, okay, you only play 20 minutes. Duncan Robinson, biggest tension in the offseason. Can't defend, not hitting shots like good enough clip to justify staying on the floor four minutes. So you got your six man a year and your high play, high paid sniper, 24 combined minutes. In a play, you got, I got to give Spo credit. He's like, you know what? We got to go with what's working. You know, egos and awards and money aside, the Miami Heat need to win. And that's, to me, that's, that's great coaching right there. And it takes, also takes a lot of personality management too. So an ego soothing as well. So you, you got to give him that part too. Hey man, like uh, Coach G, uh, Coach Rick always reminds us: these are guys. You know, this is Coach Bo. This is a guy who you know, <laughs> knew LeBron went up top, wanted him gone, and, and looked him right, and he still coached, still coached, still did what he had to do. And uh, that's a he's a dog. Coach Bo is a dog, man. You saw it with Jimmy and the fight at the end of the season. He don't back down from nobody. Yeah. <laughs> he has faith in his coaching. He has faith in what he does, and it works. That's what you need as an NBA coach. That's a real boy. Shout out Coach Spo, man. Yeah, so I got to ask. Uh, we both picked. I-, I said Boston in six. Did you say six or seven? I said I think I think I said Boston in six. In six. Uh, how are you feeling going? How are you feeling about your 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 pick at this point? I mean, it could still be Boston in six, but I don't think they're gonna win three in a row, though. That's all. Yeah, I just can't see it. So, I mean, I still expect Boston to win too. I just think they just have more offense at the end of the day. Um, even you saw in this game was a struggle, and the Jimmy's really hurt, compromised going for. I just there's no. I don't think there's any way Miami can pull this off. Yeah. But you never know. Tyler Harrell can he can get hot. Yeah, that's but. Duncan Robinson can get the hot. Guy, the guy you don't believe in, the guy you told me all play. Hey, hey, I don't, but you know. They've won two without him doing much yeah. of anything. So if he gets hot for one, you know what I mean? That's another game right there, potentially. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so the big X factor for me is the Robert Williams issue. Yeah. Because if he can't play, they just they have nothing for Bam. If if the Bam side is going to be aggressive, Robert Williams isn't playing. They just don't have anything for him. He's too quick for everybody else. Uh, has very good face-up ability. If he's hitting that little short mid-range, he becomes pretty much unstoppable. And I mm-hmm. think having to give him more attention opens up the shooters that Miami wants to use as the you know best shooting three point team in basketball or best three point shooting team in basketball. I think that's that's the key for me. If Robert Williams remains out or compromised, Boston 
gets in trouble. And I think the, the, on the Boston side, somebody was saying, I'll look at Tatum having his worst game ever in the playoffs, three for 14. Um, you know, you had a million turnovers, 23 turnovers, seven from Brown, six from Tatum. And you still, you know, it, it's, it was a one-point game, but like six minutes, five minutes left in that game. You know what I mean? So I, I think the stuff Boston did was more aberration. And I don't think a lot about Miami did it sustainable, especially that hot shooting start. You know what I mean? So I definitely think it's going back to Miami 2-2. I don't think they go on 3-1 tomorrow. Right, I, don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, I'd be um, shocked. I'd be shocked. Uh, but two things to look out for. Again, Robert Williams' availability. Second, uh, how serious is Marcus Smart's injury? I think that matters. They said it was, it, it was swollen. He's going to just try to give it a go and see how that feels. Uh, he did try to come back tough as nails, but you could tell he was definitely hampered by it. When he, when he came back. So that's also something else to, to look out for. Um, before we move on, what do you think about the physicality of this series? Like, them, them boys in there banging on both on both, on both both ends. That's, this is probably one of the most physical series we've seen in a minute. I think probably since that, that Boston-Toronto series in a bubble. No, nah, I mean, I mean Boston-Milwaukee uh, was the same thing. You have people crying that yeah. they were playing yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Out there, so. It's just been some... But that's how it is when teams play great defense. That's how those series yeah. beat. It's yeah. Always physical series because that's how defense is played. That's how it's it's, it's a physical it's, it's a physical thing. So you know, so when you when you make the game less physical or you try to take that aspect away or you try to make it more finesse, you get people to complain about oh they don't play defense no more because people know when you play defense it's a physical game. So there is some type of credence to people saying that oh they they don't play as good as defenses that now as before. They say it because, you know, in the regular season when it's up and down, you don't see this type of physicality often because, you know, it's, it's the games ref more freely. Teams are more, you know, just trying to get their runs in, more so running certain sets, not trying to uh, you know, hone in necessarily all the time. But when you get these elite defense teams or these great defensive teams in the playoffs, they know all the tendencies, they scout everything, they got every scheme ready to go, and the refs just letting them play more than they normally do. You get this physical matchup, it's physical hoop. It's not, it's not dirty. Like certain people like to make certain things out to be when guys are just hustling for the ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just physical basketball. It's a contact sport at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So that's what we both is. uh we both like we both like Boston tomorrow. Correct. I just, yeah, I just yeah, it's hard, it's hard for me to see three Yeah, and it's I hard. Think it's you, hard. You think even when, when Tatum's had rough games, he's bounced back in a big way. Also, that but PJ Tucker, that defense is different. I mean, he hounds you off the ball, like they show the off ball camera. Him following Tatum around, he's got to be wearing him down at this point. He's got to be wearing him down. So, hey, I mean, I see, I saw PJ go go toe to toe with KD. Yeah, uh, you know, he he was getting cooked on some of those, but he was also winning some of those, and he was he was going giving his all, and he he ain't break down. So, P, PJ can go all all series long, need be. Yeah, man, I think you know, I think oh, you know, just real quick looking back a series. I think maybe we maybe kind of downplayed how much Milwaukee missed him. They did. They couldn't stop the Jays. I was literally thinking that when we brought him up early, seventeen points. Like, man, they they, they, they they couldn't stop the Jays. So. They needed. They needed him, man. They needed that wing defense. I mean, West Matthews tried to make up as much as possible, yeah. but I think if you took out, I think if you took out Grayson Allen and you put PJ Tucker, they win that series. Yeah, I mean that's obviously Middleton's injury was the big thing, but right, right, of course, they, with Middleton there, they yeah, they couldn't stop the Jays. <laughs> Last thing before we get out of here, 
a little bit of uh, rumors about the Lakers coaching search. Um, down the final three, Terry Stotts, Darvin Ham. Who was the third name again? It was three guys. Oh, Kenny Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah. Atkinson. Um, good crop, good crop. Yeah, I'm fine with You know, I, I prefer, you know, Ham or, or Atkinson, to be honest. I think I think I think Stotts more of the contingent. I think I think from what it sounds like they want they want Stotts on regardless as an assistant. Huh. I I think that's what I've I think that's some of the things I've heard. Like Stotts seems to be somebody that they're interested in keeping regardless of who they sign. Uh, it might be one of those things. Remember when they had Vogel as as a co- head coaching uh, candidate, but he was supposed to be a lead assistant to the Monies or the Lose. If they, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. when they came on. So I think there might be the similar situation with Stotts where he's okay. a guy that they bring on to be the lead assistant for, um, you know, Tam or uh, Atkinson. But if it doesn't work out with those two, then they'll just go ahead and hire Stotts. But I don't think that'll happen. I think they'll finally get their prize candidate this time. And I think that's a good start. You know, I'm not sure what they're trying to do with the Russell Westbrook situation. I was going to say, I was going to get to that next just real quick. Of those three, who's your pick at this point? Of those three, um, I would say I, I would say Ham because I think the Lakers need to get back to identity, and that's defense. Yeah, we all see defense win chips. Like they need to take advantage of the actual generational gifts of Anthony Davis, and that's the defense that he has, the versatile defense at, at the five spot that he brings. And they need to somebody who's going to play at the five spot and hold him accountable to do what he needs to do. I think Ham will be able to do that. Yeah, that was – yeah, yeah. Ham checks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, got the championship pedigree as an assistant. Been through playoff run, dealing with, you know, adjustments and defending different schemes. Um, everything I've read about him, I've been digging in on articles, talking about his command, his presence, his ability to talk to players and, and galvanize the motive. I think that's a big issue. That's probably something that Frank was really lacking at based on what I was hearing. He's just a real – you know, scheme guy, not so much to the motivator. Um, so I, I think Ham is, is a big plus there. I would like to see, you know, Alvin just ended up staying in sack as a front office, but if Stotts could be like some type of the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's, that's know, my, that, that, my that, that would be great. But, you know, I really would like Ham to get a shot. I think he needs a, the team needs a commanding voice. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and say it. None of that matters. They can't get off Westbrook. I'm sorry. None of that matters if you can't get off Russell Westbrook. You just you're not gonna win with this version of him. Not at a high level. Not at a high level. You asking him to play off ball, because you're not gonna put LeBron off the ball. You ask him to play off ball and defend at a high level. It's just the Lake the Lakers need to ask themselves who they want to be. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you want to be that free agent destination team? If that's the case, screw whatever picks you got. Yeah, send them home and go get Brogdon and Turner, or go get Hayward and whatever. <laughs> if you want to be a team that cares about the future, then tell then send LeBron to Brooklyn and send AD to Chicago. You're not, you don't have the team, you don't have the assets to do both. Yeah, I was going to say, don't have, you have to do both. Team. You have to choose which one you want to be. You want to be a championship. We can sign whoever because we're the Los Angeles Lakers brand and we got the cap space to in the future. If you want to do that, get the picks off. If you want to care about your picks and be able to build and be able to draft first round picks, 
then trade LeBron James and AD <laughs> for young stars and first round picks. Like you have to make you have to make the decision. Like you have to have an identity. You have to have an identity and you have to stick with it. Like that's what it is. You cannot do this weird stuff that they've been doing. Like you know what I mean? You completely went away from that. Lost all your youth, lost all your young defenders, and went for old guys to try and win a chip. Like, man, bro, they need to have an identity. They need to stick with it. What it looks like is that they want to defend and they want to play championship winning ball because you're getting, you're getting Ham, so you need the right guys around to when you get someone like Ham. That means you need to move off Russell Westbrook because Ham's not making take. You know he's not maximizing Russell Westbrook. That's not happening. <laughs> so you need to move off Russell Westbrook if you change somebody like Ham. Begin someone like Atkinson. He don't want to play guys like Russell Westbrook. He don't believe in them. He thinks they're washed. He didn't want to play DeAndre Jordan at all. That's oh, yeah. why he got hired. So you know what I'm mean? saying. So if you're getting guys like that, then you gotta buy in. Decide so you give them the championship pieces right away, or you rebuild and tell them, hey, help us rebuild. Like you have you have to choose one. Like you just have to. Yeah, it is. Lakers got to poop and get off the pot, man. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Make sure you follow Addis Kings, bro, on Twitter. Make sure you follow myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Make sure you subscribe and follow the pod. Leave feedback. Rate it, please. We appreciate all of that. Um, this really helps the pod grow. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you Wednesday live, man. Maybe. We preview the NBA finals on the west side. We'll see. see. Y'all be safe. We out of here. Peace, y'all.